Hello? Oh, shut up. <laughs> finally got a quiet room and you have to go and make all these extra noises. Alright, alright. Hello and welcome to Alum Not Yet episode number 14. Present today, myself, Andran, and Ellery Johnson. Hello. Your uh, two standard <laughs> podcasting buddies. So I have a question to bring up today. What do you think would be the best therapy animal? Therapy animal? Yeah. Emotional support animal. So, okay. This um, exists. Yeah. What is, what is a therapy animal? So do you know why I asked this question? I don't. Because in the last week, a majestic woman who is like a performing artist in New York tried to get her therapy animal, Peacock, onto a plane, and they refused her. Accommodate this request. <laughs> well, she also bought the Peacock a ticket, a seat ticket on the plane. The but Peacock is not a people. They refused to let the Peacock on, but it's an emotional support animal for her. Okay. And she was very distressed to not be able to get on the plane without her Peacock. So what is a therapy support animal? Well, they're just animals that help are therapeutic in their nature and help people overcome some issues, right? Right. <laughs> they just help you with your troubles. So instead of seeing a therapist, you could get an animal of some sort. Look, this just... Oh, wow, I'm looking at a photo of it now. Um, that's... <laughs> that's super rare. It's sitting on the, oh, yeah. the little trot, pulley trot, uh, the push trolley handle. That's okay, wow. Um, and it, yeah, it wants to get on just like any old passenger. Okay, some folks adopt service cats or pigs for emotional support. Mm. There are a few service kangaroos, skunks, and boa constrictors out there, apparently. But having an exotic therapy pet doesn't always pay off when it comes to travel. Wow. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. What, what would you like as an emotional therapy pet? Oh, yeah, well... Seeming as they've busted the mold right wide open with a peacock, yeah, I can have anything. Yeah, you could. Um, I mean, things are more common than others. So, like dogs, what cats. What was the cost of a peacock? Where horses. do you pick that up at? Oh, you just probably just go to the zoo and find one. Do you reckon you? Do you have anything <laughs> to declare, ma'am? Yeah, just this peacock. Yeah. Okay. Um, you could just find them in the bush. A few... Can you? Yeah, a person, a friend I know, has two peacocks in his backyard. Did he just One of them is albino. I'm not kidding. It's white. It's white. It's albino. It's a white peacock. Does it have red eyes? I haven't looked into its eyes, so can't confirm. So it might just be a white peacock. Okay, fine. It's perhaps a white peacock. (laughs) Alright. So the albino claim is huge. Uh, What would I have... I don't know. I went to I went to the aquarium yesterday, which was a very fun experience. Oh, maybe you can choose an animal for me. Well, that's what I was thinking. I was just zenning out watching. Um, it's really interesting to watch the fine scale movements of larger fish with their tails and their fins and stuff and the adjustments they make. So particularly I was sitting at the lungfish tank, the Australian lungfish. 
What's a lungfish? L- the lungfish or is a very ancient fish which has existed since the time of the dinosaurs. Oh, what? And unlike the South American or African lungfish, the Australian lungfish only has one lung, I think. <gasps> I mean, let's confirm that. Okay. But... Does it look like a normal fish? Um, Wait, why of, do they even have lungs? Like, gills? It's, it's a whole evolutionary thing, okay? So this is what the lungfish looks like. So they're, they're not really like fish shaped. It's kind of like an eel with scales, mm, but yeah. cross between an eel and a fish. Like it doesn't and have a, a fin that kind of diverges from the body. It's kind of all one part. They aren't real pretty. Well, they're really cool to watch and they had, as you put it, Did an they... albino lungfish <laughs> in the tank. <laughs> Do they slide along in the ground or do they actually swim? No, they swim. Like fishies. Where, where's, what are we looking for? Um, no, 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 no. Um, it is one of the six extant representatives of the ancient air-breathing dipnoi, lungfishes. So it breathes air um, that flourished during the Devonian period 413 to 365 million years and is the most primitive surviving member of this lineage. Okay, so it was like it was an um, aquatic animal that went to land, developed lungs to breathe air and then went back to the sea. Probably came back, yeah. The Queensland Mm. lungfish can live for several days out of the water if it is kept moist but moist but will not survive total water depletion. Do you think they're related to those marine iguanas? That you find on the Galapagos? No. Why not? I just don't think they're related at all. What if they formed arms and legs and they would look pretty much like one of those iguanas? I don't know, really. I'm not sure. <laughs> it just... Did you hear that it was so hot in Florida that all the iguanas fell out of the trees? Yeah, that's not cool. <laughs> that's, that's really scary. But it's kind of funny because there were pictures of them all lying upside down on their backs. But were they dead? No, they just passed out from the exhaustion of the heat. That's not cool. <laughs> no, but then they got rescued and saved. But it's kind of funny. It's the middle of winter. How are they going to I know. Summer? Well, I know it's bad, but it's kind of funny. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> so coming back to the aquarium, we were there and I was watching all these fish swim around. And yeah, yeah. these fine scale movements. And I was sitting in front of the cuttlefish tank. Oh, are they cool? And they're super cool because they've got their kind of like, I don't know what you'd describe it as. They've got their their tentacly nose kind of thing going on. Yeah. But then they've got all the also that that perimeter kind of fin that goes around them. Uh oh yeah. I don't know what how it's described. Were they sparkly? Um, yeah, these ones were really they're cool. They're fun. They're so magical. They're like mesmerizing. Um, they were really like kind of a bright whitish color, um, and like weren't doing anything camouflagey, but just just the way that they moved through by using various parts of their body, and this undulation of whatever their their Ooh, yeah. fin is undulation. called. I don't particularly know what it's called. See other components. Yeah, I don't think. Do we need to know what it's called? I'd like to know, but I'll find out later. I think it's in the too hard basket right now. Um, but yeah, that's quite mesmerizing. So I imagine if I was to have a support animal, <gasps> I'd want something that I could look at the kind of. But wouldn't you want to be able to hug your. No. <laughs> emotional support animal? Like tend to it? Isn't like you're meant to be sort of. You don't I want to have support. contact with it. I don't it? want to give it support. No, but by you being physically connected to it, 
by just I'm, being able to pat it, it's giving you I'm emotional support. I'm capable physically connecting to humans. I'm, I'm okay. <laughs> well, like a lot fine. of okay. people with issues like that, I imagine, would have an animal because they have issues connecting to humans. I think. Yeah. So one of my best friends, her sister has autism. Mm. So she's gone to stay on a farm and look after horses, and Fantastic. it actually makes her really happy, and. Like, it's really good therapy for her. Yeah, because so you can horses, connect on a pretty primal level. Yeah, and then you, ju- you just also have something to do, like, looking after the animals. Mm. and Yeah, and they're just really good with connecting in that way with them. Um, yeah, whereas I don't, I don't forge connections like that with humans. So I, I'm, not, I'm not necessarily crying out to the animal kingdom for affection, I think. Um, maybe that makes me a terrible person, but I, I don't know. But yeah, I want something that could mem- mesmerize me, or like mm. I like watching things just kind of the way things move, things that clouds. interest me. Yeah, clouds are really They're interesting. They're so great. I, I love them. I need to get into weather and like researching how it all works so I can understand it more. But yeah, the the thing that held my interest the most at the aquarium was it was certainly the cuttlefish, and there's two of them in a little tank, only as big as you are, and. I was there for about 10, 15 minutes. As big as me? Well, as long as you are. I thought they were the palm of my hand. No, the tank was as big as you. Oh, I thought this was a giant cuttlefish. I'm out. gelating. No, that would be cool. Oh, god. There was an octopus there, but it wasn't Wow, okay. Much. I thought you were like, it was going to be like the kraken. <laughs> Not quite. No. Coming out It would have only been, it. yeah, the size of your hand. Oh, okay. 10, 15, yeah, that's what I imagined. Yeah, but that was super cool. Wow. What would you have? Um, I was thinking that I might like something on the lines of Paddington Bear. So, a cute, cuddly bear, but, like, one without being cruel to animals likes to dress up in cute petticoats. So, you want a stuffed toy? (laughs) No. I want one that talks. You want a stuffed toy that can talk? (laughs) Have you seen Paddington Bear? I've seen Paddington Bear, but the reality is that like, the reality that's is not he's a bear that comes from the Amazon and he can talk. Does he? Yeah. What, what's the origin story of Paddington Bear? Well, some explorer from London went into the Amazon mm-hmm. and found these bears and then started living with the bears for a little while and then gave them a bucket hat and then he left and he was like, "Anytime you ever want to come to London, I'll take care of you." And then whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> So he lives with the bears for a bit in the Amazon and he becomes sentient. The bears become sentient. Well, he do talks, the bears speak English? They, they speak English. They, they do. understand English? Yeah, no, they speak bear and they speak English. How long does that... They don't speak Spanish? Or Portuguese? <laughs> I find that interesting. Yeah, they just speak... I think they might have learned English from the explorer. Okay, okay. And so... Come to London anytime you like. Yeah, that's what he said to them. Because they looked after him and gave him all this marmalade. <laughs> and so then, there's marmalade in the jungle. What's the marmalade made out of? Um, I don't know. Oranges? Is there citrus in the Amazon? I'm sure there's... This all is awfully fantastic. I, there's so many questions. And they build a machine that makes marmalade. The bears? And, yeah, and somehow the bears can put the marmalade into glass jars so that they can transport to London. Despite the lack of opposable farms. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then he gets right. to London and Paddington can speak English. Brilliantly. 
And he always has this bucket hat that the explorer gave him. Is the explorer still alive when he makes it to London? No. Spoiler alert, sorry. He's, oh. he's dead. So you... <laughs> right, whatever. <laughs> you want Paddington Bear. I want I want... You ask me what I want as a support animal, and you're like, I already know. I want Paddington Bear. I don't want an animal. I want a fictional no, character. No, it's an animal. Book. It's a bear. Like, a bear like Paddington Bear. A bear like yeah. Paddington Bear. All right. You know, or a polar bear. Or a polar bear. They're little large, but though. You see like, them when they come out of the water? Yeah, they're like so... Oh, they're gross. They're, uh, it's like me when I come out of the water, just <laughs> ten times worse and skinny. And, yeah, and then like they're just like like a drowned rat, but mm. bear. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> on, on, I don't know, on to other news. Do you think the Australian government is retarded? Oh. Am I allowed to say that? No, wait, wait. Not like the government in general, but specifically ASIO, which is our version of spies. So, okay, what? MI6 put or it, whatever. Put it to me. Because this week, uh, there was some kind of weird resale. You're talking about the cabinet files? Yes. Okay. How does that happen? So how does one government agency of spies lose a cabinet full of confidential documents? Okay, one. It's not ASIO's fault. <laughs> well, didn't it belong to them? No, it didn't. It belonged oh. to the cabinet of the prime minister. Okay. So, so what happened is... Um, I find this fascinating. A cabinet was sold or removed from the, the parliament house and... But why was it removed in the first place? Probably because they were updating their furniture. Okay, and why did it not go somewhere safe? Well, they probably resell everything anyway. Why? And why didn't they check if there was anything That's inside? That's where the issue is. <laughs> so it was locked and it was moved on and no one bought it because it was too heavy or anything. But then these people drilled inside it to find what was inside it, and it was, I think, if I read it correctly, it was documents. There were various documents in there, um, stuff that had been left in yeah, Kenny Wong's office. Something about how the um, government was going to try to like push back applications for immigrants or yeah, something so that they Scott missed, missed was the right. deadline Scott altogether. Scott Morrison was involved. What dickheads? Implicated in writing to ASIO to delay. Yes. Stuff there. Um, Kevin Rudd, it's been... It's now shown that he had knowledge of the inherent risks of the Pink Bats program before he went forward with it and then four people died. Mm. Um, he's made some very big claims recently about... Um, he's, he's launched legal action against the ABC. Yeah, he's going to sue them. Um, yeah, so there's been some big issues there. So... So, like... Yes, I think that parts of the federal government are retarded. I think the there is a lack of accountability anymore. Um, mm. There is a lack of, at times, common sense. Like, have you heard about the Ferry McFerry face thing? Yes. So... So how that wasn't actually Sydney's voted? new Ferry, Ferry McFerry face... In a public election, not a public election, a survey costing $100,000, Sydney siders voted to have the new ferry named Boaty McBoatface. 
No, oh. fairy uh, like fairy uh, face. Uh, uh, uh. Wait, what? They voted to have it named Bodie McBoatface. At which point the transport minister Andrew Constance, I think, went. No, we can't have Bodie McBoatface because it's already been taken. So we'll take the second most polled option, Fairy McFairyface. What actually happened is that Fairy McFairyface was not the second most polled option. No, it was some dude. It was uh, the guy who established... um, Yeah, that guy. Something something medical. I can't remember what his name was. Not the Red Cross or the Flying Doctor Service. Yeah, yeah. No, I sort of am familiar with that. But Fairy McFairyface only was worth 182 votes or something. 182 votes? Out of how many? Uh, there was like 40,000 for Bodie McBoatface or something. It, basically, it wasn't even worth considering. So the fact that the Minister for Transport has pushed through this shitty little joke <laughs> after wasting $100,000 on a survey that he didn't even use the results from. Was it an online survey? I don't know. I didn't participate. Why did it cost $100,000? And I don't this run is surveys. Outrageous. That, considering we so just had a plebiscite on I know. marriage equality, I mean... Yeah, but that's, that's an important well. issue. It's not an important but issue. But that cost us... Millions of dollars. It's not an important issue when all the surveys had already been run. That is true. And there was a plethora of data that was available and it was a tactic that was used by the current coalition government to delay the possibility to do it. It was a non-binding plebiscite. That's what was Oh, yeah. That was the ridiculous thing about it. The fact that, thank God, that they've had to stick to it because, I mean... Well, they didn't have to, but they did. Oh, imagine the backlash. Oh, there would be so much backlash. They wouldn't have had another round. But that's what people were afraid of, that they wouldn't actually follow through with it. Well, I know. They had had backed themselves into a corner, I feel, where they couldn't um, escape from that. But they've had to. So, yes, lately in Australian Parliament, there has been a number of issues that... uh, Yeah, with, with... the way that news moves now will be forgotten about in a week. No one's going to forget about this. No one's going to pursue it further. Um, Unless the ABC keeps publishing. The ABC won't. The news cycle will move on. It's the same in America. Um, Mm. Like things that were acceptable or things that were entirely unacceptable 10, 20 years ago and would have led to, you know, huge, huge upheavals are now just brushed under the web like... not many people have remembered that in was it North Carolina the people were marching down the streets with lit torches in a very clan like manner Mm. that was that was what six seven months ago yeah well that's gone from people's memories this is very true so yeah I I think it's an interesting evolving world but yeah Australian politics is not without its idiots its villains Um, so yeah it has been interesting that I'm pretty sure... So, the ABC had possession of the documents uh-huh. and reported them in a sense of... Not in the national interest. They, they kept stuff close to the chest about national security and stuff, but yeah. it, was in the, it was in the interest of the populace or population that this was published and people know because yeah. it's a serious blunder and there's some serious stuff in there. Um, if you want to know more, it's all on the ABC. It's worth a good read. Um, I read through most of it yesterday. Oh, yeah. Um, 
it's it's no Watergate where they busted <laughs> into the FBI headquarters and not headquarters but an FBI office and stole a heap of documents. This is more the bumbling of a past government. Mm. I think it was like Labour two thousand thirteen. Um, yeah. Yeah, but the ABCs turned them over to ASIO with. Um, right, okay. But they still have certain access to them and stuff like that. So that's so where ASIO comes in. That's where ASIO comes uh, in. So I don't okay. think it was ASIO's fault. Okay, sorry, ASIO. So I take that back. I, I, but I was just like, what kind of spies do we have in this country? They can't even keep secret documents. I know. But yeah, these things are marked top I'd secret. I'd be the worst spy. I you couldn't would. do it. How so? What? Where do you think you? Where Where do you think you'd fall down first? Well, I think I have a very low threshold for pain. Okay, there's one mark against so you. So I feel like if I got tortured, Pain management. Yeah, I think if I was tortured, I would really not survive very long. Okay. And I'm also really bad at lying, so I yeah. wouldn't be able to assume a new identity very easily or quickly. Perhaps. Okay, invent a new identity for me now. Hello. <laughs> Oh god! <laughs> all I was looking for is a name, a birthday, and an address. Oh, well, you've got to put go all in. Okay, go all in then. <laughs> I told you I can't do it. I'd start laughing straight away. You, will, I can see. Yeah, maybe I could be an intelligence officer. Do you look instead. good in a suit? Oh yes, did I do. Did you do power suit? I don't know. I don't know what modern spies. Yeah, wear. with like big. Um, shoulder, shoulder pads Big shoulder pads That'd be your thing Yeah Yeah cool No I'd be like A Tomb Raider style Lara crafting her <laughs> Yes That's the type of But working in intelligence So in the <laughs> office I like roll around From desk to desk <laughs> You'd come into the office At 9am Guns blazing I'd backflip over All the desks And, and a bunch of staplers <laughs> yeah. That's the extent of my spying, I think. Oh, yeah, so your pain management's bad. You're bad at lying. Like, but I can, positive, you'd look good doing it. And look, I can keep a secret. Like, I would be the best. If no one tortured me, I'd never tell. I can't keep a secret. I never tell. But the minute I get tortured... It's all over. I think it's all over. Or I'll try, but... For a little bit. <laughs> until they actually start torturing me. Yeah. Until they get real close. Well, it's interesting you mentioned that because I'm sure. Did you want to be a spy? No, no, no. ASIO is looking for people. <gasps> Should I try it and apply anyway? Maybe. So I don't know how it usually works. I think they would, if you're in the police academies or you're in the military, they give you oh. a little tap on the shoulder and go, "You're oh, yeah. pretty exceptional." Have Have you thought about? Protecting the nation with well, ASIO. I'm pretty exceptional. You so, are in you the know. field of algal bio research. <laughs> hey, maybe they need that. Maybe they need someone to infiltrate an algal um, base in North Korea. Why? Because Kim Jong Un is producing. Why do you think Kim Jong Un <laughs> is putting money into algal research? Because they have no electricity in North Korea. They do have electricity. They hardly have any. It's, haven't you seen a map? Haven't you seen? Haven't you seen a photo of the world? Because they control at nighttime where all the lights are on and North Korea is off. Yeah, no. I just I think they control it, but then it's also very scarce. 
So they can't have it on all the time because they don't got enough of it. Um, they're just suppressing their population's access to it, keeping them in the dark. Possibly. Metaphorically and literally. Yes. Um, or maybe he's so, maybe he's using it to produce um, bioplastics to put his nuclear bombs inside. I don't know. You're drawing a long <laughs> bow. I'm just making weird things up now. But yeah, I'm sure ASIO is looking. I, I was listening to, I think it was RN, and they were talking What's RN? Radio National. Oh. And they were talking yes. about how ASIO is looking for new candidates and stuff mm. like that. And they were talking to an ex-operative, and he was like, "Oh, it's it's, it's not as easy as you think. No, 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 no. But there is reward in the job, and this, that, and the other." And I was like, eh, "And what age do they? You think they start recruiting?" It sounded like they were picking out people who were like 18, 19, 20, oh, or, okay. or advanced. So not kindergarten advocates. kids who they can train up their whole lives. No, I don't think. <laughs> don't, what was that? Is that how it works? I don't think spy kids is what we're going for here. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe is that how, like that is how it works? I don't think it's how it works. No, it just I don't. <laughs> I I'm obviously not a spy, so I don't know. These are some curious questions I have. I mean, about the spy world. About the spy world. <laughs> I mean, I've read plenty of books as a younger kid about teenage spies and spies at school and stuff like that and you'd see plenty of shows about it I mean Kingsman's one example and do you think you've ever met it. a spy no oh why would I have had to meet a spy <laughs> maybe you were accidentally in a situation where some spy work was going down and you inadvertently spoke to a spy <laughs> no? I've barely spoken to the police <laughs> I think I've spoken to three police officers in my life. Maybe you were getting tea or coffee somewhere and the barista was secretly a spy because they were undercover. <laughs> when did you meet a spy? <laughs> well, I didn't. I definitely I, spotted an FBI agent on the plane on the way to America. Was he wearing a suit? No, but he was standing there in front of the toilets looking real serious, scanning the whole plane for like half an hour. You're not, pretend, you're not sure it was a person pretending to be the FBI? Hmm. Well, you know There's how... There's a lot of whack jobs out there. Yeah, but you know how Obama has put a federal agent on every plane going into international flight going into America? He has? Yeah, that's a regulation he made. I did not know that. I've yeah. never seen it. So when... Uh, when we, what year did that come through? Uh, don't know. Because I would have been over two or three times now. Oh, yeah. No, I didn't know that either until I was told when I was on the plane going to Miami. So we played the game Spot the Federal Agent. From where? From here to Miami. Australia to Miami. So every flight entering the US that's from international soil has a federal agent on it, apparently. Oh, my God. Well, this is what I've been told. Maybe I forgot. If that's true or not. But I feel like that's true. And you reckon you saw him? So we played the game Spot the Federal Agent. I spotted him. That was the person up there working out their deep yeah. vein thrombosis. Just he was standing, standing like there like a statue. And almost camouflaged because it was dark and he was in the shadows. But I saw him scanning. Scanning. <laughs> Tried to see if he had a gun but couldn't see it. I wanted to go talk to him but then he disappeared like a shadow. He just like... <laughs> You mean he sat down? <laughs> yeah. But I don't know where his seat was. What What do you watch as an FBI agent on the plane? Do you, do you get to watch movies or must you be ever vigilant? Do you know what? You're probably watching footage of the plane. Because there must be like... Nah. 
No? They wouldn't let you do that. Why not? Because the person sitting next to you is going to see it. <laughs> no, you can't. Like, no, 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 because you sit there and you can't see the screen next to you because it's got some weird... No, you in. so can. No, you can't. If you lean over... Yeah, fine, you, can, you lean over. All you have to do is tilt your head. Fine, maybe he was sitting in first class so there's no one next to him. Well, that's a jip if he gets to sit in first <laughs> class. No one's going to fucking attack the plane from first class. Well, who knows? But it was a very curious incident. Oh, Seeing the man spy. stand up and he's still... <laughs> Yeah, he didn't move, I swear, for 30 minutes. I'm convinced. You're convinced you found the federal agent? <laughs> yeah, I spotted the federal agent. No, I don't think I've ever found one. Well, now you will. Now, now I'll know you Next time I go to the US. Now you're going to be on... I'm on the watch on list. On the watch. The NSA will have heard this. They will have, you know, pointed it out. But serious question. How many, like, thoughts of attacks do you think happen on a daily basis that we just do not know about? Uh, like, imagine how many threats they, the government must get from how many want, wannabe security. terrorists, you know? Right. And then, okay, look. Our government? Yeah, our go- Australia. And look, there's, and then most of them are probably false bullshit stuff, but then Two. maybe there's quite a few real ones. And then there's probably bus happening all over the city that we don't know about. Could be one happening in your neighbourhood right now that you don't know about. Maybe. Um, I don't know. <laughs> it's just... I don't... I, I think you... You're paranoid normally anyway. Yeah, but... But I think you've bought into the paranoia that is part of... That has become inherently part of our world where there's no trust and everybody thinks someone's doing something wrong. It takes a lot of effort to do something like that. Yeah. I think most people are pretty apathetic and couldn't be are bothered. They? Like, Maybe in Australia. There's a lot of, there's a lot of stuff in the world that I, I dislike, but none of it I'm, like, willing to lay my life on the line <laughs> for. Like, that's a, lot of, that's a lot of fundamentalism and extremism. Like, yeah, I don't think true. people are that heavy into it. I just, I just don't. Yeah, I couldn't be bothered. Like, let's I'm, be honest, I'd never get away with it. No, that's the point. I, I don't think people get away with much I, I so think nervous I think the ability to to track people's movements far surpasses what we know mm. but I think that yeah the amount of people threatening our national security is not as high as the media certainly particularly tabloid media like the Telegraph and to an extent the Sydney Morning Herald would have you believe like, I don't read that stuff so I don't know where I get my ideas from <laughs> I don't know where you get them from either, and you're an interesting character like that. Uh, but anyways, we haven't spoken about any science at all this week. What do you want to speak about? I don't know. Is there any interesting... <gasps> Did you know they cloned a primate? Yeah. In China. Well, it wasn't going to be us. <laughs> well, could have been... We barely have a science minister. Could have been in uni, uh, Europe or something. Yeah, okay, or... so they've cloned a primate. Yeah, using the same technique that cloned Dolly the sheep. What are your thoughts? Scary. I don't like it. Mm, I don't want to borrow it. Mm, mm. But no. now it'd be unethical to kill them because they're living and alive and sentient. I think we already have enough people on this planet. But they, yeah. When we clone by standard sexual reproduction, like it's not, it's not hundred percent. No, 50/50. but they're obviously just going to clone for organs and stuff. It's going to become the island. Have you seen that movie? Yeah, Shutter Shutter Island. 
No, the island. What am I thinking of? You're thinking of some weird movie with Leonardo DiCaprio. I am. I'm thinking of Scarlett Johansson. Oh, you're thinking of the island. I'm thinking of yeah. Shutter Island, but I'm also oh. thinking of... Oh, with Keira Knightley. What? The one... Never, Never Let Me Go. Never Let Me Go. Yes, that's Kazuro so good. Ishiguro. Yeah. Ishiguro oh, that book is amazing. That book is trash. <laughs> what? I Have you read it? I hate it. Yeah. Oh, I loved it. I read it in year 11, I The think. book is fantastic. No, I did not enjoy it. The movie it. is also great. We watched Blade Runner and we read that book. Why yeah. did you... Oh, okay. Very similar But did stuff. you read 1984 yeah, and then? No. I still haven't Watch read Watch Blade Runner? Before. Have you seen the new Blade Runner? I have. I haven't. Is it good? Yeah, you know how the old Blade Runner, you're just like, that's a little bit hard to understand at points. Uh-huh. The new one's a lot more accessible okay. for a broader audience. Um, visually cool. stunning. Fantastic. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so we're going to start medically harvesting for organs and growing our organs. Okay, great. We've reached that stage. I can't afford Shit. that, though. No, we can't. So we're, again, prolonging the lives of the rich. So we should just... See, that's why I become a spy. Infiltrate into this cloning facility and destroy it all. Mm, yeah, I'm kind of... Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I hate to destroy scientific progress, but like... That what? They shouldn't be cloning? As a species, I just don't think we're responsible enough to handle it. Maybe we should just be cloning things like bees that we need. We should be cloning trees and... Yeah, and bees Algae. and fucking stuff that we nah, need. Nah, they grow leave. fast enough. You don't need yeah. to clean that Algae stuff. clone themselves. Yeah. They're unicellular, aren't they? they are. Well, the unicellular ones are effectively cloning themselves. Yeah. Yeah, they're just asexually producing something. Just divide and conquer. Isn't that... Is that all cloning is? Is the asexual reproduction of a sexually reproducing species? I guess so. I guess it's just the exact same thing, right? Yeah. So if you're asexual, you're just going to produce... You're just going to divide into two. Because you, you, you would be the same. So genetically, you would be yes. Just a natural cloning process. But they did it with a chimp. Yeah, that's creepy. Have you ever looked a chimp or a primate in the eyes? No. And then really questioned your existence? I don't plan to. I've done that. It's really scary. Question my existence more frequently than I look into chimps' eyes. I was in Japan and I went to one of those monkey onsens where the monkeys live like in the hot springs and they're just all chilling all around so you can walk and get up real close to them. So he kind of just walked up like near one and then I looked at it and it looked me in the eyes and I was like, oh my god, if, I, if you didn't have hair all over your face, you'd be a human eye. And then I got really creepy, like creeped out by it and had some mini existential crisis of yeah anyways mm. but it was fun besides that little section where i looked into the primate's eyes yeah so oh. <laughs> now i'm still rocked by that cloning thing i haven't i haven't thought about it i read the headline and now i'm thinking about it it's like, scary what are gonna do i feel like there's they're a little bit retarded though what are let, let's think of the Have positive outcomes them? of this what are the positive outcomes of us cloning each other well, oh gosh, there are no positive outcomes of cloning me. You can get double of this sh weird shit. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, me me medical stuff is a positive. Yes. But there are, it's ethically But like you just got to clone more intelligent people. Are we going to send people? Because, oh, like, 
if you clone someone, they still possess humanity. And if you send them off into suicide missions into space to mine asteroids and shit, mm. they're still human. Okay, so but then they, um, they become expendable. What if oh. what if they send the wrong me? <gasps> yeah, how would we know you're the right no, you? This is have you seen Gattaca? Yes, Gattaca. That's a great it is. movie. Gattaca's yeah. really good. Man, I'm into sci-fi at the moment. That's so good. That's a great movie. The more... Okay, so the only reason why you want to clone yourself is so that you could be in two places at once. Easier. Yes. (laughs) Spies. We're cloning spies. Um, So you can be more productive. So I could be writing... Do you have a shared consciousness? No. No, you don't. So So then you've got to go home and debrief at the end of the day. Or... I hate me, though. (laughs) <laughs> when I meet people like me I hate them initially Like two of my best friends from uni And then they grow on you Yeah eventually Or you grow on you but What if it was actually me Then oh, you'd, fuck grow, that. you'd grow on you I've got a big enough ego as it is Like fuck <laughs> I can't imagine how much worse that would get mm. um, Yeah this is very much like Michael Bay movie Prestige Haven't seen it You haven't? No. Uh, Prestige is great. So, is it, a, is it um, about magicians? Yes. That's all I know. So. And Batman. Christian Bale yeah. is a magician. Spoilers here, potentially. Yeah. Are you happy to be spoiled? Yes, I don't I, think I'm I'm sick watch. of having to watch movies. I like people Well, unless me. I have easy access to this movie, I'm not going to watch it. No, probably not. So, Christian Bale is a magician who does a disappearing trick from here and appears over the other side of the stage. <gasps> Clones. Clones, yes, clones. And Hugh Jackman is like, I want to do that trick. He's fucking, he makes all the money. I want that trick. Ah. So Hugh Jackman ends up going to visit David Bowie, who is Nikola Tesla in this movie. Oh, yeah. He creates a fucking transporting cloning machine. Meanwhile, Christian Bale is having troubles with his wife, and she's like, some days you love me, and some days you don't. What is it today? He's like, today I don't love you. And she's like, what the fuck's going on here? (laughs) Christian Bale loses a fucking finger. No, 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 no. Fast forward to Hugh Jackman corners Christian Bale, or Christian Bale's under Hugh Jackman's stage and finds, like, hundreds of cloned and drowned Hugh Jackmans. Because part of Hugh Jackman's trick is he jumps into the water. Yeah. And drowns and disappears. And, like, how will he get out of this? And then he appears up here. Yeah. But one of the Hugh Jackmans dies every night. And you're like, so the clone is drowning. Or is it the real Hugh Jackman? Please stand up. You don't know. Oh my god! Meantime, Christian Bale's like, I just have a twin brother. And oh. <laughs> Hugh Jackman's like, oh my god! It tears his humanity out. Oh. Um, so yeah, like, two places at once is good, but I don't think that's why we're cloning people. Like, <laughs> how long since we cloned Dolly the sheep? That's fucking years ago. So many years ago. Like, 20. 20. Yeah, 20, nearly. Yeah. 1998. When was Dolly okay, the sheep? 20. 1996 22 years ago When did She die Or he died 2003 So I lived for 6 years Aww What's the normal lifespan of a sheep? Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I should know I don't know Um, You can get You can get 6 years out of it 10 to 12 years Okay That's a bit under but you know yeah so the species the 
breed that she was has a life expectancy of 11 to 12 years. Dolly was euthanized because she had a progressive lung disease and severe arthritis. Oh no, you think they would have cleaned that shit out? Maybe they don't know how. So I think we're They could do it now. They could clone someone, a sheep, and then do some CRISPR shit on it. What's CRISPR? Just this gene editing tool. Uh, It's like revolutionizing everything. Fuck. Apparently Um, it's so easy you can do it at home. (laughs) Yeah. What? Um, What? I think we're a long way off cloning humans. The first person who gets cloned, though, oh. is going to go. Is going to go mad. They're going to go right into the but museum. If you clone, if you clone someone, you don't clone them exact. So, they've cloned a chimp. Yes. Did they clone an adult chimp into an adult chimp, or do they clone two baby chimps into baby chimps? Don't. What level did the cloning happen? Is there consciousness? So they took a culture of fetal fibroblast. Okay. And then, oh, they have a donor, oocyte donor. And then they oocyte being double O C Y T E. Yeah. Okay. And then they get the fever. Then they do some fusion activation shit with that, and the fetal fibroblast, and they get some mRNA, and then they inject it, the embryo into a surrogate, and then you get a cloned monkey. Right, so they're growing from fucking birth. Yeah. Right, they're not... So they had 22 pregnancies were confirmed in 42 surrogates, so only two babies were born. 22 pregnancies, two healthy babies. So they could have been from two different surrogates. So... Where they got the babies. Yeah, yeah, but they created two chimps with the exact same identical record. A DNA. Mm, yeah. Look, so it's not, I don't it's know. It's not instantaneous cloning. We're a long way off that. Yeah. But they've made. They use some cells from somewhere. Yeah, use some cells from something else and produce. And then they produce the egg. You know what's going to go on now? What? Nature versus nurture experiments. No! Scary. 100%. I don't like them. They freak me out. Like the weird shit where they send twins into space. Ugh. They're sending twins to space. They've done that for ages. They have? Yeah, or they send one twin to space. Bullshit. Yeah, they do those kind of experiments. Fucking prove it. <laughs> <laughs> well, why don't you just call up NASA and ask them about their twin study? Because they do that shit. Trust me. I don't believe you. Twin study. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> They're twins. Oh, they don't even look like look, twins. Well, yeah, because one of them probably got deformed up in space. Whoa. Okay, they? fine. I don't want to Preliminary say that. findings. Read them out to me. Let me know yeah, what some of so these prelims are. They wanted to compare what happened to uh, astronaut space, uh, Scott Kelly in space. So his identical brother stayed on Earth and Scott went to space. What's identical brother's name? Mark. Very boring. Sucks to be Mark. <laughs> yeah. You gotta go to space. So apparently this was... The What's pit. Scott's background? What qualifies him to be an astronaut? I'd love to be an astronaut. I would too, but it's rigorous. No, that's my point. We'd never make it. <laughs> no, 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 no. I don't have 20-20 vision, so I'm out. Oh, neither do I. We're both out. Nah, nah. Maybe it'd be like the Simpsons episode where we're Barney. <laughs> and the we... very 
Very model of a major general. Yeah. Or we could be Homer and magically get through because everyone else failed, <laughs> you know? All hail the rock. Yeah. <laughs> so what are their prelim findings? Um, well, they did some measurements on metabolites, cytokines, proteins. Um, they learned that space fight is associated with oxygen deprivation stress. Increased inflammation and nutrient shifts that affect gene expression. Oh. Yeah. So, um, oh, but he said most of the biolog- biological changes that Scott experienced in space returned to nearly his pre-flight status. Okay. So, and then some things it took like six months to go back to normal. Yeah. Um, but apparently, um, you know, the telomeres, which are the, like the end spots of the chromosome. The what? Like, they're called telomeres. You know how you have yeah, the chromosomes yeah, yeah. and they're, like, all spirally up? Yeah. And at the end, you've got telomeres. Telomeres. Yeah, so they came, became longer in space. What, what, what does that mean? What, I don't what's know. The, does that mean we're evolving from a chromosome level? Could be. Maybe if you have long... I don't know. I don't know what... Maybe that just influences the way the chromosomes, like work wow i don't know anything about biology how cool is our species yeah. um yeah are we yeah actually we're we don't cool. kill ourselves first but and we do need to remember that we are part of the planet and part of the species and we can be mm. wiped out but yeah i think we're super cool yeah so i don't know how we're alive though i feel like we're so fragile yet so sturdy we're lucky very lucky yeah, like, how am I not dead? Maybe that's why we celebrate birthdays, because it's like, you I'm are... pretty sure that's why we celebrate Alive for, like... No, it's not like you're just getting older. It's like, you... You actually You actually alive. survived, because you should probably be dead. Yeah. Wow. But you have survived. Anyways, that's kind of boring research at the moment. I mean, I wish they'd have more information. It takes a long time. You know how it is. Yeah, that's true. But maybe they'll, maybe now Mark will get to go to space. Yeah, let's send Mark up. Hashtag yeah. send Mark. And see if like the same thing happens to him. That's super cool. I find that very interesting. I'm going to do a lot of reading this summer. So that's what you could do. That's exactly what I'm going to do. Yeah, no, as in like get your clone and then you go up to space and see what happens to you. Send me or the clone. Oh, we'll never know. <laughs> we'll never know. All right. I think that's enough. Uh, That'll do me. Random. That's alumni yet shit. for this week. <laughs> that's a lot of random shit for today. Um, yeah, if you want to get in contact with us, we're on Twitter at alumni yet or at Pelagic Johnson. Um, you're on Facebook, alumni yet page name. Um, if you want to pester Anne on Twitter, it's impossible. <laughs> You yeah. pest me on Twitter, as I said, at Pelagic Johnson. I'm also on Instagram, but it's not worth following me. Um, so, yeah, if you're out there, if you're listening, if anyone is listening, let us know. We'd love to hear from you. Um, but, yeah, that's it for this week. See ya. Bye.